Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, our recap and reactions to the Las Vegas Grand Prix. And let me just say right now, that was a lot of fun. Before we get into all of this, make sure you like and subscribe, all that good stuff. But you know, that I thoroughly enjoyed. Now if you watched the preview video we did on Friday, you may know for every race I give two predictions. For this weekend, my first prediction was that it would be a Ferrari on pole position. Tick. My second prediction would be that this would be one of the best races of the year. And I think we can safely say tick on that one as well. Because this was a fantastic race. And, you know, there has been a lot of negative sides to this race. Especially what happened FP1 and how people were treated, how they couldn't see FP2. But from a pure racing point of view, this track has been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, there's been a lot of people for a long time... Just throwing hatred and criticism towards Las Vegas and this track because, I don't know, it was the cool thing to do. And I say right now, if you're one of those people, you should have to publicly apologise and say, I got it wrong, this race was great. The apology should be as loud as the criticism was. So if you're one of those people who thought Las Vegas was going to be rubbish and moaned and complained on Twitter, get on Twitter right now and say, write this out. I'm sorry, Las Vegas was great. Send. Because that was a great race. Let's get into all of that and more. So firstly, a couple of confusing things from the start. Because Sergio Perez and Lance Stroll have not received additional penalties. Uh, Sergio Perez was impeding Norris in Q1. Apparently uh, got away with that one. Lance Stroll, I think, was uh, speeding under yellow flags in qualifying. Now, he already had a penalty for overtaking in yellow flags during FP3, but he was under investigation for another one. He got away with that. I remember seeing the thing coming out to say that he got away with that. I don't remember seeing the verdict for Perez's impeding, so I don't even know if that went to the stewards in the end. I thought it was a pretty uh, open-and-shut case for Perez to get a penalty, but apparently not. We'll start the race, though, because Leclerc is on pole, Max Verstappen alongside. In terms of tyres, you've got Hamilton, Jones, Piastri on the hards, Yuki and Lance on the softs, everyone else starting on those medium tyres. And before the race began, we have the uh, driver's parade. Now, sometimes they do this in one big bus. Sometimes each driver has a classic car they drive around in. And the classic car was the version we got here in Las Vegas. And Oscar Piastri's one broke down and spilled oil all over the grid. Uh, so the left-hand side of the grid, the oil had been cleaned up, but there was a lot of dust and stuff there that had been used to clean up. So everyone on the left-hand side, the even-numbered cars, uh, even-numbered starting positions, sorry, I should say, they had a disadvantage from the start because their side was a lot dirtier than um, the right-hand side was. But as the race starts, it's Max Verstappen getting a fantastic start, uh, but he goes wheel-to-wheel -wheel with Charles Leclerc into Turn 1, and what we very quickly discovered is Turn 1 had no grip whatsoever. So, you know, we'll see Alonso spun. Uh, Perez um, got into some action there as well. Sainz spun as well. He locked up. Max and Charles go wheel-to-wheel -wheel into Turn 1, and uh, Max pushes Charles off the track and takes the lead. Um, he would get a penalty for this later on, and I think the penalty was 100% fair, and he should have got it, but 
considering the lack of grip that was on that turn and how we saw he all further back reacting, I think this is actually a, gr a very good reaction from Max Verstappen here to take that little grip and manage to not hit anyone, really. Also, a great reaction to Charles, it's got to be said as well, to avoid that action there. Uh, as, we, as I said, as we go further down, Alonso just spins by himself. As he spins, he then collects Bottas, and Perez is then behind Bottas, who has a little tap there as well. Uh, Bottas then just hits Alonso a second time for good luck before setting off. Uh, this brings out the virtual safety car. Uh, Lewis Hamilton got caught up in this as well because um, I think it was Carlos Sainz had a bit of a lock-up into turn one and hit Hamilton. Uh, virtual safety car, as I said, Perez pits on lap one as does Alonso. Both change the hard tyres and change their front wing. Behind the virtual safety car, Lando Norris has a huge moment and crashes and is out of the race on lap four. Now, uh, I haven't seen any reports of any kind of mechanical failure or car issue or anything like that. I think this was just um, a driver ever, really. It wasn't behind a virtual safety car, actually. The virtual safety car had ended by this time. It was in just normal racing. But it looks like he has lost the rear wheels, slammed into the side of the wall, then carried a tremendous amount of speed uh, down a runoff area and hit the wall again. He would go to the medical centre after this, but reports are saying that he is okay. Uh, this would bring out the safety car, but yeah, I think this was more uh, driver error on Lando's part here, not really heating up the tyres uh, well enough off the uh, start of the virtual safety car. Under safety car, we got a couple of guys going to the pits. Uh, Lance Stroll and Carlos Sainz, they both pit for hards. Yuki Tsunoda now is kind of left out to die at this point because there's been two clear points now where we could have had a uh, pit stop for him. He's starting on the softs, you remember. The other guy who started on the softs was Stroll, who's just pitted under safety car. Yuki was left out. And this really uh, did not help him at all, and kind of, this ruined his race entirely. Because he did have good pace in the softs initially, but now he would just be battling for the rest of the race. Uh, safety car ends, get a great restart from Max, and Piastri is the first one to go off for Yuki, taking P10 on lap 7. Uh, Science is able to get past Alonso for P17. These guys now further back down. He had Science, Alonso, Perez, Stroll. They're all down towards the bottom, the back of the grid, because they have taken these early pit stops, but it would actually work out quite well for the majority of them. This is where we get the five-second penalty for Max Verstappen. A lot of people complaining at the time that a five-second penalty like this doesn't really do anything. As we would discover later on, the race was a lot closer than we initially thought but I still agree that a five-second penalty doesn't really do anything. Now, I'm going to mention a name here that a lot of people won't like me mentioning, but I feel it has to be mentioned. Michael Massey. Now, if we go back to where Michael Massey was in charge, if there was an incident, like we saw here on Turn 1, where you could claim someone gained an advantage and gains a position by forcing someone off the track or cutting a corner, or whatever it may be, Nine times out of ten, Michael Massey would then tell the teams to let the tell the driver to give the place back instead of you slapping on a five-second penalty. And I think that's the right way to do it. If you instead here tell Max to give the clue of the place back, then we have a bit more racing at the start of the race. As it would turn out, we maybe didn't need a bit more racing because we had a lot of racing as it was. But yeah, I pref much prefer yes the FIA going right. Go to talk to the team, give the place back rather than bang five seconds. Yes, it's far more interesting. 
giving a five second penalty just gives a benefit to the uh, faster cars because you might as well just if you have a slower car in front of you and you can't get past just cut a corner take the lead and then you're five seconds ahead and the five second penalty doesn't matter so forcing to take the place back works far better in my opinion uh piastri is now up to p8 he had a great start to the race here on lap 10 um magnuson though was able to get the place back but then uh piastri takes the place back again and then a couple laps later he's up to p7 past uh logan Sargent. some really good moves from oscar piastri throughout this race on lap 15 we have a couple of people pitting um uh george russell and logan Sargent, and with this Charles Leclerc has now got this great pace and was it was within a second of Max Verstappen. And a lap later, Charles Leclerc takes the lead of the race. Uh, Max doesn't really defend that much because he is coming into the pits um, at this time. He serves his penalty and moves to the hard tyres. Lots of people in the pits at this point, including uh, Hamilton and uh, Hamilton, Albon, and Piastri. The reason Hamilton and, Al- and Piastri are in the pits, though, is because they had a little bit of contact uh, coming through. It didn't look like much, but it was m- enough to give them both a puncture. So um, Piastri pits on lap 16. Hamilton stays out, not aware that he has a puncture, then pits again. To be fair, um, Hamilton would actually make quite a good recovery from this towards the end of the race, but for the majority of this race, it looked like it was going to be another quite bad race for Lewis Hamilton. Uh, lap 18, Gasly was able to come in, and um, Pe- Pe- uh, Perez was able to get up to P2 past Esteban Ocon on lap 19. Meanwhile, Max Verstappen, he's down in ninth place after serving his penalty in the pit stop, but he gets past Joe for P8 on lap 20, and Charles Leclerc pits from the lead lap 22, and it was not a great pit stop. 3.9 second pit stop here. On lap 22, it is Sergio Perez leading from Lance Stroll. The Racing Point boys are back again, everybody. The lads are back, and they're leading the race 1-2. and two. Uh, Verstappen still making moves further down the grid, passes Fernando Alonso for P6. And then we have this incredible four, uh, freeway battle for P4 between Carlos Sainz, George Russell, and Max Verstappen on lap 24. It was good until it went very wrong. Uh, Sainz uh, just didn't have the pace. His tyres were lacking at this point. So Russell and Verstappen get past him on a single straight. Then Verstappen dives down the side of George Russell. And George Russell does what George Russell does. Which is not looking in his mirrors and turning into somebody. He would get a penalty for this. But how many times does George Russell have to make the same mistake over and over and over again. Before he learns. Now you know. A lot of people say British bias or not British bias, but I think in the case of George Russell, you have to talk about a British bias from the media. Because if George Russell was any other nationality other than British, we would have Sky F1 every month talking about the mistakes that George Russell makes, but for some reason, he gets away with it. And I don't understand it because it's always the same thing. Wheel to wheel, he doesn't look, he turns, he crashes. Every time it's the same. Like, George, for God's sake, learn from your mistakes again. It's the second time it's happened with Verstappen this year. It's unbelievable. This brings out the safety car because there is a bit of debris. Uh, neither car seemed to be that badly damaged because they still had a lot of pace throughout the race, but there was a lot of debris on the track. 
So this brings out the safety car. Perez pits now on lap 27, as does Stroll, Verstappen, Russell, Sainz, Alonso, Joe, and Hamilton. All of them pit, apart from Charles Leclerc, who is left out there on old hard tyres. At this point in the race, everyone is on the hard tyres, apart from both Alphas, who were on the mediums. George gets the five-second penalty for causing the collision. And it was a good restart for uh, Charles Leclerc, to be fair. He caught Perez napping. Also, so did Pierre Gasly, who was in P2. He was able to attack Perez right off the start, but Perez has had a bit too much pace from him. Uh, if per- if Gasly would be able to get the move right away, that would have been very good. But just because he was a bit behind, once Perez had realised where he was, uh, he was able to get the gap moving there on lap 29. Piastri was able to then get past Pierre Gasly, and as was Verstappen on lap 32. Now, Perez... He's within a second of Leclerc for a couple laps here, but wasn't able to capitalise. Just kind of keeping an eye on him, seeing where he was going. And on lap 32, Sergio Perez takes the lead of the race. A lap later, Max Verstappen is up to P3 and is joining this fight with Leclerc and Perez. Ocon is able to get past Gasly on lap 32. Then Gasly gets past Ocon on lap 32. Then Ocon gets past Gasly on lap 32. Now, a radio message comes in for Ocon saying, hold position, we can help each other out here uh, to work the tyres. Um, I, I guess that Ocon was defying team orders by doing this because he did not hold place he actually fought quite hard and took the position we'd later find out that Gasly would develop a battery problem which destroyed his race Gasly was having a fantastic race and it all fell apart due to that issue uh, but did Ocon defy team orders here is this another Alpine team orders drama we will wait and see I don't think in the end it doesn't really matter because Gasly had the issue but um, in the moment, it was probably quite a big deal. Uh, Sergio Perez was trying to do the DRS trick of Carlos Sainz. He was trying to give Leclerc DRS just enough so that he could battle Verstappen so that Sergio could take the win. Because if Verstappen got past Leclerc, Perez would be a sitting duck and would be taken. So he was giving Leclerc a little bit of DRS to go, here you go, fight him, fight him, and then I can win. What Sergio didn't realise is if he gave Leclerc DRS, Leclerc would fight him. So Leclerc gets past Perez now with DRS, Leclerc retaking the lead. It didn't work, and a lap later, now Verstappen's on the back of Sergio Perez, and Verstappen is up into P2. A lap after that, Verstappen's on the back of Charles Leclerc, Verstappen takes the lead. Further down the grid, Alexander Albon is leading a lovely train, uh... But he outbreaks himself into the corner and loses four positions in like three corners. He went from P8 to down to P12. Uh, Sergio Perez is now behind Charles Leclerc, and Charles has, has a bad lockup and just lets Perez roll straight through to P2. Now, Piastri was up in uh, P4 at this point, but he'd gone hard, hard and needed to do another pit stop. McLaren call them in. It's a 1.9 second pit stop. He goes from P4 to P11 and they pit him for the mediums, which I found quite interesting because there was only like five or six laps left to go and they were out in Q1 yesterday. So you'd think that they would have some soft tyres left. Uh, Piastri still has fantastic pace and would go on to get the the fastest lap at the end. But you'd think maybe chuck some softs on. They can last the last few laps and maybe help them out there. 
you know, Piastri had some fantastic pace here, but I think the strategy massively let him down. Obviously, going hard, hard, you have to make another stop within the rules because you have to use the two tyre compounds. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was a really interesting one for McLaren. I don't think they expected anything from this. So they put that strategy out there, and all of a sudden they're in a good position, but they have to just throw it away, which is a big shame. Um, Lewis Hamilton wakes up towards the end of this race, uh, recovering from that earlier puncture. He gets past Gasly for P9, then past Alonso for P8 within three laps. And then we have two retirements within two laps. Hulkenberg and Yuki Tsunoda both out. Lap 47, lap 48. Red Bull then instructs Max to back off, to try and give Checo a bit of a toe to help Checo fight Leclerc. But it wasn't enough of a toe because Charles Leclerc gets past Sergio Perez on the final lap. Max Verstappen takes the win of the Las Vegas Grand Prix. He's now on equal wins with Sebastian Vettel, third of all time. Charles Leclerc comes home in second on the last lap. Uh, Sergio Perez, still a fantastic uh, recovery drive here. You've got to think, if Red Bull didn't mess up his qualifying for him... This could have been an easy Red Bull 1-2 or even a Sergio Perez win. You know, uh, you know, Perez could have gone off and really made an advantage whilst Max was uh, suffering with uh, the Leclerc issue. Uh, this does mean, though, that Sergio Perez secures P2 in the championship. So all those news reports and rumours have been around all year of, oh, if Sergio Perez doesn't get P2 in the championship, he's fired, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't matter anymore. He's got P2 in the championship. He's done it. Esteban Ocon, fantastic recovery drive. Out in Q1 yesterday. P4 today. Uh, Lance Stroll as well. Another, a fantastic drive for him. His third top five finish of the year. And it's the first top five finish he's had where everyone who DNF'd probably wouldn't have finished ahead of him. Pure top five on pace. Fantastic drive for Lance Stroll. Uh, Science is only good enough for sixth. Still a good recovery drive for him from what has been a very unlucky weekend and probably one he wants to move on from and forget relatively quick quickly. Uh, Hamilton comes home in P7. Uh, not great for him. Didn't really have much pace until the very end where he had a lot of pace. Uh, George Russell, after the five-second penalty, finishes in eighth. Fernando Alonso is ninth. Uh, Oscar Piastri finishes 10th, but will get an additional points for fastest lap. Had good pace, the strategy let him down today. Gasly only good enough for 11th, battery issues letting him down. Uh, Alexander Albon, yes, the tyres really... Uh, I don't know why Williams keep on doing this. They just put tyres on Albon's car and just go, right, we'll see you later, go as long as you can. You know, for a team that is managed by the former strategy chief for Mercedes, when Mercedes had the best strategy... Williams' strategy is awful. Uh, Magnussen was 13th. Ricardo disappointing in uh, 14th. The AlphaTauri's had a few good races, but he just was not hooked up around the Las Vegas circuit. Joe was 15th. Sargent went very much backwards, ended up in 16th. Bottas was the last of the finishers in 17th. Then we had DNFs for Yuki Tsunoda, Nico Hulkenberg, and Lando Norris. Overall, though, a fantastic race. I really, really enjoyed it. I look forward to seeing it again next year. I imagine there'll be a bit more grip next year because the tarmac would have been down for an entire year. But still, a fantastic race. Um, afterwards, the podium ceremony was really weird. They parked up in the pit lane to get into a car to go to that hotel with the fancy fountains, then got back in the car to go back to the start-finish straight to then have the podium ceremony. It's just like... God, all this back into 
it's just a bit mad. And the, by the end of the by the time they sprayed the champagne, it felt like the race was over hours ago. A bit weird, but it is Las Vegas. So there you go. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed that, as I've said multiple times. We're back tomorrow for all the driver ratings, so make sure you subscribe for that. Until then, though, have a good one. I'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.